A strange restlessness possessed Wentworth. He had to force himself to remain motionless in the lounge chair which the ever-thoughtful Jenkins had placed beneath the terrace awning for him. This was no alarm of danger, he assured himself impatiently. It was merely a reflection of his superabundant energy which, for weeks now, had found no outlet save his philanthropies and in the fencing-rooms of Trienzi's Salle des Armes. The underworld had been quiet except for the usual round of petty crime, nothing that need again summon into existence the spider, in which guise Wentworth inflicted swift justice upon outstanding criminals. It had been this quietness which had prompted his fiancée, Nita Van Sloan, to suggest a short visit in the Austrian Tyrol, which would be deliriously beautiful now. They were to sail tonight. Wentworth jerked to his feet and strode out into the brilliant downpour of sunlight, stood rigidly a moment. Then he whipped about, entered the cool, dim drawing-room. From the far shadows, a figure clad all in white stepped forward. A full, bearded Sikh who lifted beautifully shaped hands to his turbaned forehead in a low salaam. His manner expressed not so much submission as the reverence a brave man feels for another who is even greater. Wentworth had not summoned him, but with the sensitiveness of the East he had guessed his master's need. Wentworth nodded jerkily. The Missy Sahib is at Russick's doing some shopping. She will return here for dinner. He hesitated. Wasn't this rather ridiculous? There was no need for this fierce bodyguard on crowded Fifth Avenue. He shook his head. He would not argue with his strange restlessness. It had before this presaged approaching danger. Go thou, and guard her, Ram Singh. His voice was harsh. Ram Singh took a sharp step forward. There is danger, Sahib? Wentworth moved his compact shoulders impatiently. I know of none, and yet— The Sikh's movements became swift. He swept a salaam and backed ceremoniously away. Thy karma and hers are one, his voice crackled in the explosive Punjabi of his native hills. If thy soul feels danger, he was gone. And still, Wentworth could not be quiet. He paced to his private gymnasium into which the afternoon sun slanted, selected a Toledo blade from a rack of foils, and made a series of dexterous lunges at a small ring suspended from the ceiling by cords. It was a congenial task, yet there was a grimness about his finely chiseled lips, and his ears were keenly attuned, waiting for Nita's return. When the doorbell buzzed faintly, he did not wait to rack the foil, nor for his butler Jenkins to answer it, but hurried forward himself. Unconsciously he hummed lightly beneath his breath, an aria from Marta. The grim look was gone, and a smile tugged at his mouth-corners. All his fears had been groundless then. Nita was back. He flung wide the door and instinctively fell back into guard position, the foil half-lifting. For a moment alarm thrilled through him. The man outside the door held an automatic negligently in his right hand, and covering the upper half of his face was a neat black mask. "'May I compliment you, monsieur, on your deftness with the foil?' the man asked politely, his words touched with a slight nasal accent of a Frenchman. Wentworth eyed him quietly, the smile still lingering about his mouth-corners. He knew no fear, but his apprehensions for Nita flashed back to him.